Hey guys, welcome to the I Hope They Hear This podcast. And today I'm talking about the major, major humanitarian crisis that's happening in Yemen. And I just get into kind of the basics of what's happening there. And I even have a call to action at the very end. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. And I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to the I Hope They Hear This podcast. And if you are listening to this on Saturday, uh, this past Thursday was the anniversary of the Korean War. The war that I think it's the longest war in history um, because it, technically it's not over. It's, it's, uh, there's a ceasefire going on, but um, the DMZ, the demilitarized zone in that area between South and North Korea, I think by square miles, it has the most, like the heaviest concentration of like, military um, on the planet. Something crazy like that. And that's because the war really isn't over. And the 70th anniversary, um, I was just thinking about it and, re- and kind of reflecting on it yesterday because it's such a big part of Korean history. And in a lot of ways, that war was a proxy war. And I mean, it's it's not even a subtle way. It's It literally was a proxy war. It's, um, China was backing North Korea and the U.S., along with several other countries, but mostly the U.S. was backing South Korea. And the idea was we don't want North Korea to take over and have the entire peninsula there be a communist because they didn't want to see kind of a, a domino effect of communism rolling through Asia. And so America decided we needed to stop this and they sent a lot of troops. So when North Korea had invaded and pushed South Korea all the way down to kind of the southern tip of the peninsula, uh, American troops came in and they pushed back. And there was kind of a back and forth and eventually everyone settled on, let's just put the border back on the 30th parallel and things went about the way. But during that time, a lot of families were separated. A lot of families lost family members and there are actually still uh, i don't know how many anymore but um i mean it's only 70 years ago so there were people alive that still had no contact with their family members because one landed on one side of the border and others landed on a different side and just for a little bit of a personal story my maternal grandfather's younger brother was actually captured by north korean troops as they were kind of retreating north when America was uh, pushing their way up. And um, the crazy thing, the, the crazy way that he was able to kind of escape their capture is one of the commanders of the army that captured him was someone he knew from school back in the day. And he said, you know, I, I know you and I don't think you'll do well where we're going. So he kind of let him go in the middle of the night and he had to walk his way back in to the s- southern part of the peninsula. So that's kind of how closely tied the communities were. My grandfather's brother, he met someone he knew from school on the other army, right? So um, it, it, if he had, if he hadn't kind of run across that, um, I don't even know that stroke of fortune, um, whatever you want to call it. 
he would be in North Korea and my grandfather would have never seen him again. Um, so it's, it's still something that Korea is kind of living through, um, even though the ceasefire is really just, I mean, I mean we call it the longest war, but not, nothing major has happened between the two countries after the ceasefire was signed, like three years into it. So um, it's the, the, the fighting has been over, but it's still a really big part of our history. And while I was reflecting on that, I realized that there is a, another proxy war that's happening um, somewhere else, and it's having a huge impact to this country, um, Yemen. Now, I don't know if how many of you guys know um, what's happening in Yemen, but I, I'm hoping that a lot of you already know because I, I did see it pop up in um, our social media feed here and there. But just having conversations with people around me, I realized that not a lot of people are aware of this. So I wanted to kind of throw it out there let you guys know what's happening there and maybe even a call to action at the end because just reading on this, it makes me so sad. And um, I think being a father has softened my heart a lot because seeing the pictures of the children affected by this, it's really, really heartbreaking. So um, just to kind of give you guys a brief overview, um, the humanitarian crisis that's happening in Yemen right now is largely driven by the civil war that's happening. And civil war started in, I guess the major part of it started in around 2015. That's when um, actual, I think that's when the violence really got picked up because territory was being traded. Well, I guess people were taking over certain territories and things like that. But um, in 2010, um, during the Arab Springs, I don't know how many of you guys remember that, but it was a huge movement in the Middle East where the people um, started organizing and protesting and ousting uh, the rulers and dictators that um, weren't doing a great job or were oppressing people. And during this time, uh, Yemen also was part of that, and their ruler, Sela, I think is how you pronounce his name, he got ousted. And he had he was forced to hand over power to a man named Hadi, and during that transition, um, everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. Like it was apparently a terrible, terrible transition. Um, there was a lot of violence kicking up. Unemployment was high. Like the economy wasn't doing good. So a lot of people in the country were upset. They were feeling anxious. And there is a group called the Houthi. Um, they are a militant group. Um, of Shi- they're Shia, Shia Muslims, and they um, decided that you know this is terrible. So we're gonna try to oust the guy coming in, Hadi, and then bring back the old leader because it was better back then. And um, as that was happening, Saudi Arabia saw and realized what it could potentially due to them because Saudi Arabia and Yemen share a border, right? So what happens in Yemen kind of affects Saudi Arabia. But the thing that really got Saudi Arabia to get into the action and back the Houthis was when they realized that Iran was supporting, I'm sorry, yeah, Iran was supporting the Houthis and Saudi Arabia was supporting the the other group, the group that was loyal to Hadi, the new uh, president, the new leader. 
and and so it's it, it became a proxy war because Saudi Arabia doesn't want a country that's ruled by the Shia Muslims, which you know that's what Iran is. Iran is Shia uh, Shia ruled. So um, Saudi Arabia has a reason to not want their neighboring country be ruled by a Shia group and the Shia Muslims and uh, in turn kind of have allow a foothold for Iran to be right next to them. And, and so that's the proxy war that's happening right now. Um, the Houthis are being backed by Iran and uh, the loyalists to Hadi the, are being backed by Saudi Arabia. And I think in, in turn is also being backed by America because America, Saudi Arabia, I think America is back in Saudi Arabia. I'm not, I'm not too sure about that. But this civil war is wreaking havoc to the entire country of Yemen. Um, around 24 million people are in humanitarian needs. Um, that's around 80% of the country. So imagine 80% of a single country just in on the brink of dying um, and needing just the basic necessities. And... I was watching a video clip the other day and it was a reporter talking to a bunch of kids and there is just a ton of kids that don't have parents anymore. They died in an airstrike. They died in crossfire. It's it's ridiculous. And on top of that, there is a cholera outbreak and coronavirus. So it's just, it's kind of the perfect storm of um, just disasters upon disasters um, it's really a bad situation getting even worse and um, people are calling it the worst humanitarian crisis in the history of mankind it's literally an entire country on the brink of extin extinction just imagine 24 million people that need help 24 million people I don't I actually don't even know if the human mind, can comprehend how big of a number that is. If you th just think about the biggest stadium that you've ever been to, probably somewhere around 50,000 people, it, it's fraction. That's a fraction of what the 24 million number is. And, and so I'm actually gonna, I'm gonna keep this one short today, guys, because I think what we're called to do right now, um, especially if you guys are Christian, I know a lot of the people that are listening to this are Christians. If you're a Christian, I think um, you know that one of the things that we're commanded to do after loving God is loving our neighbors, right? And I think Jesus made it clear who our neighbors are. They're, they're everybody. And um, when even people that we might not see eye to eye with, right? Because... Um, you know, it doesn't matter what religion they are, um, just because they might be Muslim or whatnot. That should have no bearing, obviously, on our response, right? And our desire and effort to try to help these people. And it's, again, not, it's been happening for a long time, guys. It's not that this war just broke out. It's not that they're just in need of something. Um, it's, the war has been going on since five years ago. The war has been happening. People have been dying. The, Yemen already was a poor country. And people just don't know. We, we, 
it's weird because we this is such a huge thing that's happening right 24 million people just imagine that so my my yeah my call to action for my christian brothers and sisters out there um and i'm only addressing you guys right now because we have kind of shared moral grounds and we have shared ideals so um first of all i think we should be deeply in prayer for these people um, we should be praying for them we should yeah really cry out to god f- for him to move in that place and next i think we should um kind of put our mouth put our hands where our mouth is put our mouth where our money is put our money where our mouth is um and, and we should yeah, donate I, I i think i've been researching um it, it's not super easy to help them out because um when so for example when the earth earthquake in um haiti happened and hundreds of thousands of people died and it was a little bit easier to send age because um, people could just go i actually went on the mission trip right after that uh, the summer after that happened but in a country where there's active war going on it's first it's really hard to get people there um but it's also hard to send supplies there and I even saw in the report where they said that even the humanitarian aid that's being sent, they're actually not going to the people who need it. Um, it's the military forces that can take control of those things and they're using it for themselves. So it's, it's hard to do many things, but I, I saw that um, if you give and donate to UNICEF, um, they're doing a lot of stuff there. I would definitely encourage you guys to go research first. Don't, don't just take my word for it. Um, but yeah, I, I think we need to donate. Um, that's really the the best way I think to um, put our prayers into action, right? Not just let's not just be uh, Christians who pray to God and ask Him for things. Let's also be Christians that God uses, right? That God can use as His hands and feet. So definitely do that. And for I mean, and obviously this is doesn't. That call to action doesn't exclude anyone who's listening who's not a Christian, right? If, if you're not a Christian, I think you can still feel sympathetic toward the people of Yemen, people going through um, just the worst of times, right? And what's sad is like because of all the protests against police brutality that's happening right now across the globe, um, no one really knows about Yemen. I'm not saying that those protests are bad. It's just they've overshadowed what's happening in Yemen. And so, yeah, I I think the crisis in Yemen deserves our attention as well. And if you think about, like I said, the uh, earthquake that happened in Haiti several years ago, the world kind of rallied around and sent aid to help that country, a country that was in need, right? I don't think that's happening as much for Yemen because people don't know about it right and we can talk about who's to blame whether it's the media not covering it or or whatever it may be but um that's not productive and you know this kind of takes me back to the conversation i had with jane mo um, who is a producer of usa today she she said that the news stories that are prepared are the ones that people are interested in so maybe we're to blame maybe we just don't care about the things that are happening in, in the on the other side of the world. But 
if anything guys right now um it should be super clear to us the value of human life no matter ethnicity culture religion right we are all humans every human life is valuable and precious um so yeah let's let's do something about it and i want i really did want to keep this episode short because um i frankly i don't know a ton about what's happening there um and this is i'm hoping that this will serve as just a primer for you guys to um kind of understand the, the basic details so that you can go out research more um talk to your friends about it share it with your your peers and kind of rally people around the um the notion the idea of donating money to to help our brothers and sisters in Yemen and yeah the thing that got me guys was the pictures and videos of children there's there pictures of such malnourished children that um you can literally see their skull through their flesh right if when you look at their face you can see the structure of their skull because they're so thin and they have those like huge bellies um it because from malnourishment so yeah it's it's really it's really sad and i definitely definitely um hope that you, you guys will yeah help out and i was thinking of how i could do this um um uh, besides the personal donation donations i'm going to make and i kind of I hesitated on whether I would do this or not, but I in the spirit of every little bit helps. Um for the next week, however many however much money I make from this podcast, which isn't a lot. Um I don't make that I make nothing from this podcast, but um however much money I make from this uh from the entire podcast my entire episode catalog this next week, I will donate all that money. Um and just to give you guys an understanding, For every 1000 listens, I get like $17. So, it's not going to be a lot of money, but this is just the way that I can uh encourage you guys to share this um so that other people can listen and other people can um you know understand and learn what's happening in Yemen. And so, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going to end up donating like maybe not even like 30 bucks, but I mean, if you guys surprise me, that would be great. Um but yeah. Thank you guys for listening today and let's let's rally around let's galvanize our communities to to help the people of Yemen. Bye guys.